Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Well, look at these temperatures, Scott. Oh, it's freaking beautiful, Cat. Oh, like, gorgeous. honest to goodness. It's going to feel close to 30 degrees today in southern Ontario, and I am here for it. We need it. It's the long weekend. We earned the one we deserve. It is just perfect. Coming up. Um, how are you, by the way? Doing good, thank you. Do, I'm, I'm just really happy that the weather's finally nice because it gives you a few more options. Not many. I mean, you're still like handcuffed, but at least you feel like handcuffed, but they've loosened the handcuffs a little bit when it's nice and sunny outside. So I'll take that. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, doing something some people are going to judge. And I'm going to ask you, don't judge. Okay, I'm ready to judge. Today I'm getting my snow tires off. Okay. Why 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 did you not do that sooner? I mean, everyone's thinking it. So I got to ask, why May 18th? Why why is that a thing? Well, it's a combination of I didn't have time and the shop was very busy on the days where it was convenient because you know how it works. I mean, I'm sure that somebody wakes up in I don't know, March or April and says Today's the day. I got to get my snow tires off. But there's millions of people all deciding that at the same time. So it's hard to get an appointment sometimes to get your snow tires off. And frankly, that's one of those things that, yeah, I could probably do it myself. They're on rims, but I just don't feel like doing it. So you take it to the shop, get an oil change. They flip your tires over. You're good. And today's the day. Uh, Heavy procrastination, by the way. I mean, an absolute astonishing amount of procrastination. Sure. Okay. That's the real answer. Yeah, I just whatever. fucking put it off. And I'm not driving nearly as far, so sure. it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. I realized it on Sunday when I was on the highway going to visit my mom, and I thought, car seems a little loud. And then I realized, oh, that's probably these uh, uh, winter tires melting as I drive. <laughs> it's been warm for a while now. I should have done this sooner. But today's the day. They're coming off. So Paul and Superior in Etobicoke. I will see you in a few hours. Um, I want to play something for you here, because with the long weekend around the corner, you may be wondering about this. And I'm really happy that the the mainstream media has stopped televising the Ontario health table shit. Uh, Those news conferences, they're not widely carried anymore. You really just have to watch them online. And I actually did. And I want to play Mm -hmm. something for you that Dr. David Williams talked about yesterday. Okay, listen to this follow up. And this is the last question. Just back to the outdoor um, rec sports and uh, facilities being remaining closed. Uh, yourself, uh, the provincial government ha- have said repeatedly, you know, when, when we're looking, let's say golf, for example, a lot of this is about, uh, you know, we don't want people going from region to region. But when it comes to the science, uh, you know, a lot of Ontarians are still frustrated with, with the lack of clarity. So I'll, I'll ask the question again. Do you have any scientific data that would suggest that X amount of people contracted COVID while playing golf or congregating at a golf course, or that X amount of people, let's say playing tennis, got COVID, and that is where the risk is. Go ahead, David. 
Um, <clears throat> at the moment, if you ask me in the third wave with our variants, the answer is we don't have the data because it hasn't occurred. It hasn't occurred. Okay. Here we go. Um, so the golf courses have remained closed. And the tennis courts, much to our best control, are not being heavily utilized in that way. So <clears throat> I don't have data to support it because officially it should not be open and there should not, those events should not be occurring in the time of our third wave with our variants of concern, which has been our main concern at this time. So uh, more of the activity is what you're doing in around that. How are you doing that tennis match? Is that with a whole courtside chat for half an hour with friends without masks on? Uh, what thing? I think our people are saying we will be cautious and careful. We understand that, as well as with the golf. As I think the premier is concerned more about the pre-golf and the post-golf congregate activity. Uh, <clears throat> I think if people put those precautions in place, so we're looking at how we might best utilize that. Crowding number of people into golf carts with a proper protection. Um, like, let me just tell you what a piece of shit this guy is. So there are so many rules and regulations that got put in place at golf courses specifically during the first wave, because you'll recall last summer, that was one of the only things you could do was go out and golf. So all these golf courses invested in dividers that go between you and the passenger. There are so many different things that golf courses did to make themselves safe, to address the concerns. And now, when when the province just wants it shut down, they just said, fuck you, we want it shut down. They are completely out of ideas on how else to say that this is dangerous. Now the new Hail Mary is, oh, well, it's what happens before and after golf. That That's the dangerous part. That wasn't the concern in Waves 1 or 2. It's only the concern now because they're officially out of ways to refute the evidence that it is 100% safe. And nothing is 100% safe, but there's been zero infections through waves one and two. Zero. What are they holding out for here, Kat? Like, why is Dr. fucking Williams here still beating this drum about we have to shut down the tennis courts and golf courses? I mean, I, I don't, that's the only thing I can, the only thing I can think of is they don't want to do that because it leads to questions about other things. If you give an indication that everything will be open on June 3rd, then is that enough for people or are people still going to be upset? I'm not sure, but they're not giving any indication. I understand what they're what they're saying because they think some people do that. There are people who also like to golf by themselves completely. But do you allow everyone to do it in the hopes that, I don't know, something doesn't go terribly wrong? It just, again, to me, it just seems like they're not taking any chances, even if they're going to piss off some people, they believe this is the best thing to do. And I don't know, whatever. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm sick of hearing about it, to be honest with you. Like, I, I, we're, they're not going to do it. They're not going to open them. It's not going to happen. It sucks. Remember it. You know what I mean? Put it in the back of your mind as one of those things. If you're pissed off, use your vote and, and make it happen. I, I don't think that constantly asking them every day or people asking these questions constantly is going to change anyone's mind. I really don't. I think it's a waste of breath. You don't think the media should ask questions about obvious mistakes, obvious no, errors? I never said that. I said I don't see a point in, in doing it every single day. I don't think they're going to change their mind. I really don't. If, uh, if they do, I'll be surprised. That That's great. I Hey, don't get me wrong. I want it to happen. I just don't see a point in, I don't know, in, in continuing to ask them every single fucking day. Yeah, I mean, I think they should ride them like dogs until they can explain it. 
And they can't right now, other than the whole Doug's buddies analogy, which is just laughable. I mean, Doug's got a bunch of buddies that are heavy drinkers, and so nobody can play golf in Ontario. I mean, give me a break. And again, I mean, for me, it's not really about golf. I haven't played this year, and I'm not really in a hurry to. But, uh, you know, any outdoor activities are safe. And watching this fucking guy fumble around and stumble and try and justify it. And even in that, he flipped his answer around a couple of times. He he admitted it's totally safe, the actual act of playing golf. And I mean, uh, you can go and walk a golf course. You can take your dog for a walk on a golf course, and that's allowed. But you can't do it with a golf club in your hand or you're breaking the law. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just fucking crazy. But uh, what do you figure the uptick's going to be like on 18-year-olds getting vaccinated? They can now book a shot. That's great news. I don't know. I'm I, I, curious to see. I wish we knew numbers, though. Here's the thing I don't like is that, yes, we have the numbers of shots in arms, and that's awesome. I would like to know how many 18-year-olds or, or what age groups generally, anywhere between 18 and who can get vaccinated, up until 30, whatever, whatever it is, how many do at least pre-register? It'd be good to know those numbers so we get a good idea of what we're looking at. I, I just hope that the supply will keep up with the inevitable amount of people that will hop on and do it. I'm not sure what that's going to look like. Can I tell you, I can't even keep track anymore of who can get shots. Like the whole thing has been so confusing that when they announced anybody 18 plus can get a shot, I thought, I thought 18 year olds were getting shots. Like I keep seeing these things on Vax Hunters on Twitter and stuff about, oh yeah, 18 year olds or any age, whatever. You can go here to this clinic or that pharmacy and all over the fucking place. I honestly have to stop and think about it from time to time when they announce these new rollouts because I feel like some of these people have already been done. We've jumped all over the place so many times on this rollout that I'm not surprised if people are confused because even I can't keep it straight. But I guess now the definitive response is anybody over 18 or turning 18 this year is allowed to get a shot. So what about the people who are waiting for their second shot and the AstraZeneca one is available for a second shot. And we have some doses that are going to expire in the next week. When are we going to get those out there? I'm trying to figure out how they're going to do that because if you're up against a crunch and you've got to get these vaccines from here to there so that they can get into people's arms and get that second shot, what the fuck? Are Why they are asking we not those questions? This? Are they going to ask those questions? I mean, those to me are the, the important questions right now. If we want to try to focus our best on these shots, I totally agree. We need to make sure that we're using them. Yeah. Here's what he said yesterday. I mean, that seems like a real shame in a context where there are people who are ready to get their second doses basically now. Um, what, uh, what do we wait for? I mean, is this, uh, why, why do we need to wait for NASI or Health Canada to, to follow a, uh, a, a course of treatment that is more or less exactly what the manufacturer and what the, the, the regulator uh, predicted? <clears throat> well, yes, thank you. And we're, we're trying to work at that right now, how to assess that. We're trying to come up with our recommendations about second dose. As I alluded to last week, um, right now the position in science is that those who did not have an adverse event on the first have um, <clears throat> a very, very rare possibility of a VITT or TTS, as Dr. Yaffe's alluded to, on the second dose. So it would seem to be quite an excellent choice to make and have a second dose with AstraZeneca vaccine, knowing that you had no if issues on your first dose 28 to 42 days out. So we're watching that. And we know we don't have a lot on hand at the moment. 
we're expecting some more supply perhaps to arrive later this week. But we also want to ask the, answer a couple of questions. One is, what is the capacity for an informed consent of individuals who may want to choose to have an mRNA vaccine as a second dose? And we want to make sure that you have that option in front of you when you're going to make that choice or your caregiver or your pharmacist so that you're fully informed on that. We have, in fact, there's no severe adverse events of mixing the two. Right now, we don't know the actual vaccine level, or sorry, vaccine effectiveness level or the immunological level of the two mixed. We're hoping to have an answer to that soon with some studies sometime early in June. That might be more informative. So there's a lot evolving. The challenge with the vaccine there is that, um, uh, is anyone close to it? As you know, with the AstraZeneca vaccine, the prime effect is you wait longer for your second dose. Beyond 12 weeks, you get the maximum benefit of the highest level of what we call immune response. <clears throat> the earlier you take it, it's lower response. So we're trying to make sure that if we're going to let people use it as a second dose, how close can we get them to 12 weeks or beyond to do that? Okay, am I crazy or has there been one study that says if you extend the dosing amount to longer, it's got better results? Even though the manufacturer says it should mm-hmm. be three to four weeks, right? That's right. I saw that particularly about... Pfizer, that's the only one that I was reading up about, but I did see that, yes. I I just don't understand why we've got vaccines that are going to expire in the next week and a bit. We have people that have had the first shot and no reaction, so it's highly unlikely that they would have a reaction to the second shot. They need their second dose. And if they're going to expire anyway, and they're not approved as a first dose anymore... Why don't we just put them in people's arms for a second dose now? What are we waiting for here? And I know that that's what the question was. I don't think he really answered that. He should have just said, like, I hate all of the, like, fluff in between this shit. This is why I hate politics so much. And it is politics. A lot of blah, 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 blah. Just say, you know what? We don't know the answer to that. Because that's that's what you just said, basically. was You have no fucking idea. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I I can't quite figure out what the delay was. He's waiting for studies in June. Well, I mean, these expire at the end of May. And if they're not approved for a first dose, but we know they're safe as a second dose, give them out as the second dose. What are we waiting for here? Unless maybe that provincial vaccine booking portal can't handle a second dose booking yet. I, I don't know. I mean... That's speculation. I I just can't think of a good reason why we haven't started contacting people saying, hey, you've got 13 days. Get in here and get your second shot and you're guaranteed if you can be here like by Friday at noon or something like that. Why are we not doing that? I don't know. Ask a fucking magic eight ball. It'll probably have clearer answers for you. I don't even know. It's bizarre. And we want people to have informed consent, you know, know that their option is an MRNA vaccine as their second one. OK, but there's people who have done their, their research. They've they listened to it. all the studies. They just want yes, it. Yes, they do. You're right. I know. I know. I can count on a co- both my hands. People who've had the first AZ shot that are like, OK, fine. Just give me the second. That's great. Let's go. I just don't understand what they're doing. It's like they're trying to buy time. Maybe that's it. I mean, yesterday, the health minister said there's going to be an announcement on or before June 2nd about outdoor sports, including golf and tennis. And now the vaccines that we know are expiring in the next two weeks, they're delaying that, too. I'm trying to figure out what the end game here is. I mean, it just seems like they're messing with people when they don't really need to mess with people. I mean, 
get them, get that shot in an arm. I mean, we don't want it to go to waste. Even the doctor said at the end of that question, it would be a waste if they had to get wasted. But we want to make sure people have informed consent. Mm -hmm. Very, very strange to me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, it's gardening weekend. Gardening <laughs> yeah. weekend's coming up, Kat. I know, you know what? It's so, I was, I've been antsy to do things in the garden, but then I'm told by people with a green thumb, don't do it, Kat. Just wait. So do I'm it. excited to finally get some things in a couple of planters that I have. Although I've done most of my work. I'm pretty low maintenance gardener just because lack of time. I, I don't have really have time to do it. So I like when a garden just kind of, you know, does its thing. You know, it pops up every year. It looks pretty. Low-maintenance plants maybe just need a little bit of trimming, some de-weeding every now and again. Fabulous. So I already did the, I already did like the edging, and I did the mulch, and now I got to figure out what to put in the planters. And that will probably happen this upcoming long weekend at some point. My neighbor has a green thumb, and when I say that, I mean like they are next level next level they're out there literally every single day trimming things and perfecting things it puts my shit to shame no matter what i try but i love asking them questions about what i should do they're great with stuff like that but when you do have a neighbor like that scott i find you got to make yours look good too right you got to make yours look good you can't be that asshole that has a garden that looks like shit you just can't be and all of my neighbors have gorgeous gorgeous landscaping so i got to figure out what i'm doing here to make it look better but are I, you making your neighborhood all ghetto because you don't know what you're doing in the no, garden? No, I mean, no, thankfully, I have stuff that kind of is just, like I said, I just like shit that, that comes back every year. That's fabulous. Let's go with that. Uh, and and I just like to add little things. I like to add cute things in the garden. That's what makes people happy. I ordered some shit from Wayfair. Um, I know, I, I ordered shit from Wayfair, so sue me. But (laughs) is that passe? Are you not supposed to order shit from Wayfair? I don't know, but I couldn't find anywhere else that had the shit I wanted. So sue me. But anyway, I ordered uh, these these cute little figurines for the garden. These little tiki men and they light up at night. Super adorable. Uh, My neighbor's got the gnome thing going on. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to do a couple of little things to make it pop a little bit and uh, and otherwise just let it be. Hmm. Okay. And are you a flower or a vegetable girl? Uh, flowers over vegetables. I don't, I, I, again, I don't have time. I feel like I need to have time to tend to it. I also have a dog that pees everywhere and I, I don't want to have to worry about this and separate that. And my kids are going to pick at the vegetables. So no, my lifestyle right now doesn't have a vegetable garden in it. Maybe one day I do have an herb garden though, but it's inside. Huh? You're growing stuff inside. Yeah. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, what kind of herbs are you growing? I have cilantro, which is growing like crazy Atta right girl. now. I've so got, good. I've got mint, which I use in my Moscow mules, fresh mint leaves. Fabulous. And I've got uh, wild strawberries, too. Fantastic. I'm impressed mm-hmm. here, Kat. Thank That's you. good. Thank you. Uh, they say since the pandemic started, and I don't know if I'm in this demographic or not. I've really only started getting into the gardening in the last couple of years. But that's because I was bored one day and decided, fuck it. Everybody else seems to be able to do it. I'm going to try this, too. So I planted a garden. And since then, I've dug up more of my backyard. 
twice now to expand the garden. I'm nearing agriculture type status here. I really want that green license plate. So my garden is going in officially on Friday. It's warm enough. It's the May 2-4 weekend. This is when we get her done. So they say 15% is the number more people that are growing gardens since the pandemic began. Yeah, yeah. 15% more people have started a garden in the last year. Because of the pandemic yeah. and because they're bored as shit. I yeah. get it. Absolutely. I, you know, and honestly, I thought that number would have been higher. It, you know what? And maybe it is. I don't know. There's almost a stigma about it. Before I tell you the numbers here, I'm a guy. You may not have g- gathered that, but I am. I'm a guy <laughs> and, and I'm in my early 40s and I am growing a garden. I live alone. And I don't know. Is that weird? Because I feel like I shouldn't brag to my buddies about how great my garden is. But I feel like if I run into... I don't know, one of my girlfriend's friends, I can tell her all about it and she's interested. Is it really still more of a girl thing to garden? Because I like doing it and I'm getting pretty good at it. I think, yeah, I mean, there there is this um, stereotype almost. I don't know. I don't know what I would call it. Maybe more of a stereotype of like if you if a male gardens, it's likely he's retired and probably Italian. You know, like you picture... You picture that kind of a, you know, person who, who knows their fruits and veggies and they're doing their garden... Or maybe more of a, a woman thing people would stereotypically believe. But I do like, and it seems like more and more people are expanding their horizons. I know a lot of people that are now into gardening because they started growing weed. Yeah. And that's where we can really man this shit up. Yeah. So I am, for the first time this year, going to grow pot. You're going to grow? Okay, so here's the question. Are you doing seedlings or are you going to... Buy them, you know, as what are they called when they're just like basically baby weeds and then you and then you plant them. Okay, so a seedling is like that or you can plant them from seeds. Apparently, if they're already started for you, it shaves a lot of time off. So this year, my first time doing it and taking care of it, um, we'll call them an associate has got quite a few pot plants at their place and gave me some seedlings. So they're going in this weekend, too, and I'm really excited to try and grow my own pot. Okay. There's so many different kinds that I want to see if this turns out and if it's as good as the stuff that I'm used to. That's good. I mean, good on you because I hear it's quite high maintenance, but but well worth it if you do it right. Obviously, I think you'll save some some money, and it's also pretty cool. Sure. A lot of equipment involved, too, if you're looking to get into it. Like... Mm. It's a it's a lot. It's a lot of work. I'm not doing some big hydroponic lab or anything like that. This is going to be an outdoor growing type operation. And I'm just going to see what happens. And I mean, once it's ready to harvest, I'll harvest it. I'll dry it, roll it and smoke it. Let's see what fucking happens. (laughs) You're going to turn into a fucking donkey or some shit. Well, you know, it's funny because there's some people who will start a garden and they'll do it under the guise of, oh, think of how much money I'll save on groceries if I grow my own tomatoes. Think of how much money I'll save if I grow my own cucumbers. Eh, I mean, you're saving about a buck ninety nine a trip. And it costs money to actually grow it from the seeds to the soil to the water to the work. So I don't know how much money you actually save growing it yourself, but at least you know what chemicals are on it and mm-hmm. where it's been and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the reason I like it. Everything in my garden is 100% organic. Nothing fake there. And tomatoes is the number one thing that people are growing this year. Okay. Cucumbers is number two, followed by peppers, lettuce, green beans, zucchini, carrots, squash, strawberries, 
and potatoes. Okay, so right there, potatoes, number 10. I was shocked when I read that because, and maybe this is a misunderstanding. I just assumed that the reason all the potatoes that we have here in Canada seem to come from the East Coast is because that was the only place you could grow them. I didn't know you could grow potatoes in Southern Ontario. <laughs> that's, that's what the beauty, that's what advertising is all about, isn't it? Am I crazy? Like, I thought I had to actually, like, live in Cavendish to grow fucking potatoes. I didn't know I could grow them here. No, although apparently there is something to be said for the soil and the, you know, the landscape and, and blah, blah, blah of certain areas being better and richer and better for it. But I'm pretty sure you could do it. You could do it anywhere. They might not be as good. Maybe there's something to that for sure, right? I mean, we all know. I don't know if you're a wine drinker, for example. You know that grapes will grow better in some climates than others. You could still attempt to to grow grapes in some spots, but it's not going to be as good as in other spots, which are just better overall. You know what? There's some people, though, that despite the climate, they have enough experience gardening and enough experience in growing that they can really grow anything. A friend of mine is growing a fucking lemon tree. What? A lemon tree. A lemon tree. What? I mean, that's cool, though. Also growing olives. In southern Ontario, not the Mediterranean, southern Ontario, he's got fucking olives growing. And I don't know how the hell he did it, but he babies this thing and he's got the it, the the lemon tree in particular. He's got it on a cart and he wheels it into his shed, which has got all kinds of weird lighting in it. And then during the day in the summertime, he wheels it back out and sets huh. it down and it's growing lemons. Yeah, right. That's that's uh, that's neat. I like that. It takes a lot of knowledge and a lot of time and yes. patience to to baby your plants that much. But, hey, if you're growing something creative, that's good. I am going to try the weed this year because I, I really kind of want to be able to say I did it. And I want to know how hard it is. Mm-hmm. You going to try it? My 100% organic Scott if Fox you, cannabis? If you make your own and it's ready to go, I will 100% try it, Scott. Okay. Now, this isn't like the fucking Ontario Cannabis Store. You're not getting pre-rolls or anything. I'll give you a jar or something like that. You you know what to do with it from there, right? You got it. Yeah. No, no worries. Okay. I'm good with that. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have to cover in this edition? Oh, yeah. Okay. One more thing I wanted to talk about. That story from Vaughn oh, that happened on Sunday. Shit. Yeah. I don't know what happened here. Like, I'm trying to read between the lines and figure out what it is. But in case you haven't heard it, we knew that on Sunday, a four-year-old boy doing what a four-year-old kid does outside playing on a gorgeous Sunday afternoon. He was out in his driveway. The chain came off his bike. Neighbor came over and was helping the four-year-old and his 10-year-old sister put their chain back on on their bike. This is such a normal, straight-up, everyday, average thing. Meanwhile, a car was speeding through that neighborhood, lost control, drove right up onto the driveway, and hit the 4-year-old, his 10-year-old sister, and the neighbor. The 4-year-old was killed on Sunday, and yesterday they pronounced the 10-year-old sister dead as well. It's heartbreaking, and I mean, this is a... Obviously, a young a young driver. Um, do we know if that has anything to do with it? I, I don't He's know. He's 16. 16 years old. Yeah. I mean, barely began. to Full license, though, sorry? 
I don't think so. I don't know many sixteen-year-olds uh, that have a full right. license, right? But uh, but able to drive on on their own. Yeah, it, like a, yeah. Well, road tests are canceled now, so I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. If you just sort of get your license, if you did your online test or your your if you wrote the the written part, if you got that, if you're allowed to drive, I, I really don't know. Or even if they had any passengers in the car. But what makes me raise an eyebrow here is the charges. Two counts each of dangerous operation of a vehicle causing death and two counts each of criminal negligence causing death. To me, and I don't know for sure, but to me, that sounds like he was doing something extremely reckless. Mm-hmm. To get that kind of a charge. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like he was doing 60 and a 50 and swerve to avoid a squirrel and this tragedy happened. That sounds to me like something nefarious. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, it just it, it just breaks my heart. I don't I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine you think you're safe. It's not even like the kids were playing on the road. Uh, you know, you can't. There's there's nothing. I don't know how that feels as a 16 year old either. You know, I'm just trying to think about what that would feel like to that 16-year-old kid. Me too. This is a kid. Do they realize the magnitude of this? Do they realize what they've done? Uh, And and if you can't really. I feel like your brain isn't even developed enough for you to understand that you just destroyed a family. It's it's just the whole thing. It just breaks my heart. The family, I'm thinking about them. uh, I I can't even. I don't even know in that situation if it was someone close to me what I would do. I, I hate hearing shit like this. I really do. You and I are both parents, and one of the things that inevitably you have to do at some point is let your kids go outside on their own when you're not there. And I remember uh, when my kids were younger, they were probably around this age, um, they would go outside and play. And maybe in the backyard, maybe in the front yard, maybe a friend would come over, maybe they wouldn't, but they would be outside and I wouldn't be there with them. Imagine that, that your kids go outside and never come back in. And the kids didn't do a thing wrong. They were playing on their own property, doing such a normal thing like riding a bike on a beautiful day. They were in the driveway. What are the fucking odds that a car doing something reckless by the sounds of it comes and runs over your kids in your own driveway? Like that's staggering to think about the odds of that happening and the profound sadness that they must feel. I mean – and also the 16-year-old, like you said, we don't know if they're aware truly of of what they've done. But, I mean, there's just nothing in this story that doesn't make me sad. Yeah, yeah. It's such a perfectly normal thing to do, and they they did everything right. And, I mean, you shouldn't have to be outside with your kids all the time. You should be able to trust that if they're on your property and they're out playing, that they're not going to get run over by a stranger well, and, in your own driveway. I don't know if, if you saying that tells me that maybe some people are trying to be judgy toward the parents because people always tend to do that. Is that why you're saying that? I mean, there's some. Why were the kids out there alone? Why was okay. the neighbor changing the bike chain? I, a whole bunch of people fuck that off. weren't there you know, but just want to speculate. People who say shit like that, just fuck off. You don't know anything. You really don't. We're not talking about a one-year-old and a two-year-old playing outside by themselves. You're absolutely right. And also, they were doing everything right. Even if the parents were there, though, this is the hard part. Like, like Even if the parents were there with them on the driveway, whatever it might be, the outcome might have still been the same. Yeah, it just would have meant they would have been run over or instead worse. of the neighbor. Yeah, absolutely. I, it it oh, breaks my heart. You know, just the other week I was out for a walk with my girls and my 
oldest went ahead. She was on her, her bike and she went ahead and I asked her, okay, slow down, slow down. Anyway, she, one of my neighbors just backed out without looking and was so close to hitting her. So close. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was the most, it was the scariest moment I've had in a long, long time where I had to scream. My other neighbors came running across the street because she started crying. My little one started crying. The guy got out of his car and he was so apologetic. He, He admitted to not really looking and seeing her. Stuff like that can happen. It can happen in a fucking second. And I couldn't imagine being a parent and knowing, like, having that kind of thing happen to you. And and you're right. All the They're doing all the things right. It's not even like they weren't listening or they were running out onto the road or whatever happened, happened. It's 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 brutal all around. It's a, such a sad story. Um, okay, two more things did occur to me that I want to squeeze into this episode. Number Ooh. one, try and think of something, anything that everybody loves. Everybody loves. Everybody loves food. No. Well, they do. No. Uh, everybody loves sunshine. No. Okay, just fucking tell me what the story is. We could be here all day. There's a place I know in Ontario. Oh, fuck that. Marine That's not even true. Is the place to go? No, it seems that fucking nobody likes. Nobody Marine does. <laughs> <laughs> the irony of that jingle is striking. It's hilarious. Five beluga whales are now healthy after being transferred from Marineland in Niagara Falls to an aquarium in Connecticut. Mystic Aquarium says the operation lasted several days and concluded in the early morning hours on Saturday. The whales are now eating well and behaving normally in their new habitat, where they will be part of a research project with three other belugas. This was approved by Fisheries and Oceans Canada on the condition that those whales not be bred and not be involved in any performances at the new facility. They had to fly those whales to Connecticut. Like the plane they had to bring in to fly five whales from Toronto to Connecticut. It was pretty substantial. That was quite the operational move to get them there. Now, do you think these whales are thinking, oh, fuck, they just moved me and now I got to get make... I got to pretend I like these other three fucking whales that I don't even know. And they're in the same tank. This is bullshit. Or do you think they're like, guys, they finally let us out of fucking Marine land. Here we go. The only better spot to be placed would have been the ocean. But aside from that, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they had to circle over it to land in Connecticut. That's the best part. And I'm not sure how it works uh, with domesticated um if you call it that i don't know what the what the term is but we know that they're used to a tank so maybe it's the best for them to to stay in a tank for their survival i don't really know so i'll assume that's the case but yeah i mean have at her marine land's taken a lot of hits through the years i'm not sure how they're gonna get back especially after covid so all right the place I know in Ontario. Well, congratulations to those whales. Uh, good for you. You've now become American citizens. You found a way around the stay-at-home order in Ontario. You finally have freedom <laughs> in America. Yeah. I'm going to start identifying as American if this shit continues much longer. <laughs> we'll be all right. We'll be okay, everybody. Uh, go register for your shit if you haven't done it yet, and you want to, of course. But uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll let you guys know if we find out numbers, because that would be great to know how many people go on and pre-register today. Yeah, that would be kind of cool if they release that, because that's a little sign that we can be optimistic that things are going to get better sooner. Yeah, we need uh, that. Have yourselves a fantastic, tu- what is today, Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday today. Have yourselves a great one, everybody. We'll catch you right back here tomorrow.
Mountain Dew is launching a birthday cake-flavored drink called Mountain Dew Cake Smash. <laughs> on the can, the nutrition facts just say, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so the director said that for the new guidelines to work, the CDC is asking Americans to be honest about their vaccination status. <laughs> really? People can't even tell the truth in their Tinder profiles. You're going to say, really? Come on. 60 Minutes had a story in which they interviewed some very credible former Pentagon and military officials who had video and eyewitness accounts of objects that fly 13,000 miles per hour. The government calls them unidentified aerial phenomena. I feel like if this story had been on 60 Minutes in like 1988, it would be the only thing we talk about for the next 30 years. Now it's like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I heard that. And I also heard Bill Gates was trying to get freaky with one of his employees, right? (laughs) 